This is the daily podcast brought to you by the Gateway to Heaven. We're happy that you've decided to be part of this program. We welcome your comments and anything that would help us promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. So stay tuned as we bring you today's episode, which is taken from the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 5 and verse 21, which says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Let me say that again. God made him, Jesus, who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him, in Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. What we see here is not a transfer of wealth, which the poor would like to see happen, but a transfer of iniquity. So who in the world would want to assume the guilty verdict of another, knowing that their life would be at stake? Well, I got news for you. I know a man who would, and he did. His name is Jesus. And that's what 2 Corinthians 5.21 is all about. This transfer of innocence and guilt was prearranged before the foundation of the world. The man Christ Jesus was referred to as the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. John 1.29 He was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Revelation 13.8 His death would satisfy the wrath of God that was upon all mankind due to the sin that was committed by one man, one man, and that man was Adam. When God made Adam, we see in Genesis 1.26, and placed him in the Garden of Eden, he commanded him not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If he did, he would surely die. Unfortunately, the man did eat from the forbidden tree, and as a result, the death process began. No one truly understood how detrimental sin was and still is, not even Adam. And there are many people today who still don't understand the horror that sin causes in the lives of people. Today, we are in the midst of a pandemic caused by a coronavirus, codenamed COVID-19, which has already taken the lives of hundreds of thousands of people. According to the World Health Organization, the death toll has passed one million and counting. Scientists, epidemiologists, doctors, nurses, and every healthcare professional are doing what they can to combat this virus. I want you to listen carefully to what I'm about to say. This pandemic is destroying the lives of many people. And because of its devastation, people are waking up and doing what the scientists and the health professionals recommend. And that is what we all should do. But there are some who will not listen. My friend, we cannot separate ourselves from the virus that's plaguing this earth. We have to live among them. But we can and we must develop immunity against them. 
with all due respect, I want to shift your attention to the pandemic caused by DD1. I called it DD1 because it was caused by the devil's deception and it was the first sin that man had committed. What have we done to combat this pandemic? The short answer is nothing. In fact, there is nothing that we can do. When God said that Adam would surely die if he ate from the forbidden tree, he was not kidding. We read this in Genesis 2.17. When Adam disobeyed God's command, that intimate relationship was severed. Let me put this to you, husbands and wives, who may have been victims of infidelity. Were you able to have an intimate relationship with your spouse, knowing that they had given themselves to someone else, someone of no character? Well, think of how God must have felt when Adam turned away from him and aligned himself with the devil, someone of no character. How could Adam ever become righteous again in the sight of God? I'll get to that in a minute. First, I want to let you know what Jesus said about the devil. In John 8:44, during a confrontation with the scribes and Pharisees, this is what he told them. For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love doing the evil things that he does. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he always did hate the truth because there was no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. In John 10.10, 10, Jesus said this concerning the devil. He said that the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. Well, my friend, if you think that's bad, listen to what Isaiah had to say about him. Let's go to Isaiah 14, starting at verse 12. How have you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depth of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities? who did not open the house of its prisoners. All the kings of the nation, all of them sleep in glory. Everyone in his own house, but you are cast out of your grave like an abominable branch, like a garment of those who are slain, thrust through with a sword, who go down to the stones of the pit, like a corpse trodden underfoot, you will not be joined with them in burial. 
because you have destroyed your land and slain your people, the brood of evil doers shall never be named. We ask the question again, how could Adam ever become righteous again in the sight of God? But I got the other question, how can we ever become righteous again in the sight of God? The answer lies in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let me take you to the place of the greatest exchange in the history of mankind. Exchange of sin for righteousness through the person of Jesus Christ. It was such a brutal exchange that the heavens were overshadowed with darkness as well as the earth beneath. It was a horrifying moment, so horrifying that Jesus would cry out to the Father. The Bible says that when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. My friend, it took three hours of total darkness to make the exchange our sin for his righteousness. The ninth hour or 3 p.m. was the time of the evening sacrifice. That's when they, they slaughtered the lamb. And it was at that precise moment that Jesus cried with a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 27, 33. Soon after, he would give up his spirit and die on the old wooden cross of Calvary. One thing I want you to know, my friends, God had not abandoned His Son. 2 Corinthians 5.19 says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. Beloved, it took 4,000 years in the making before the exchange could take place. And now, it's been 2,000 years since that tragic moment. So we ask each other the question, is the pandemic over? The answer is yes. Everyone who accept the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ, that it was for their sins, for them, the pandemic is over. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, God was in Christ. He was working through Christ to bring the whole world back to himself. God no longer held man's sin against them. And he gave us the work of telling and showing men this. We are Christ's missionaries. God is speaking to you through us. We are speaking for Christ. And we ask you from our hearts to turn from your sins and come to God. God never sinned, but God put our sin on him. Then we are now made righteous with God because of what Christ has done for us. The NIV says God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I know that most of you have already accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
But if you have a friend, if you know someone who does not know Jesus Christ and what he has done for them, you should pass this message on to them. And through our prayers and supplication, I believe that God will come to their rescue. This is the prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I confess that I have sinned against you. And I have lived a life that was not pleasing in your sight. Forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord, I believe that Jesus died for my sins and rose again from the dead. And right now, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. And according to your word in Romans 10, 9, I am saved. Help me, Lord, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved, I want to thank you for listening. I do hope that you were blessed by what you have heard today. Feel free to leave us a comment on the message tab. Till the next time, this is Anthony saying, Don't let anyone mislead you. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen.